listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Big Idea Friday, which means you'll be hearing Sangram share a specific concept that has transformed the way he lives his life and leads his business. Like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram here. All right, every single Friday, I'm gonna do a video on my book writing. So, a lot of people have asked me, Sangram, you've written two books, you're writing another book, what does the process look like? How do you decide what to write about? How do you do research? How do you figure out what services you're gonna go with? How do you figure out the timeline? How do you do interviews? A ton of questions, and I've been doing that one-on-one with so many people. So I finally decided to release a video which will be in the peak community, but the audio will be right here. So if you want to see a lot more notes, a lot more commentary, go check out peak community. Uh, but if you want to just hear the journey every single Friday, I'm just going to drop in a video right here for you. And if you have any questions, just hit me up on LinkedIn and I would make sure that I cover that up um, in these videos. And again, this is, <laughs> this is scary for me. But I hope you can follow along. And along the way, if some of you get inspired and do write their own book, I want to make sure that I can help you in every way possible. So right now, starting today, check this out. Hey, everyone, <laughs> and welcome to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is Caitlin Lutz. I'm a demand generation strategist. I'm here along with our co-host, Sangram. Say I'm hi, here. Sangram. I'm here. And we also have an incredible guest. She is the senior... Manager, designer of creative services, question mark. Yes. <laughs> Title still in flux a little bit. But mm-hmm. um, Chanel, welcome to the welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. So today is our hashtag one here a day, and this is where we bring on someone who has posted a blog um, on our blog, on flipmyfunnel.com, <laughs> on our blog, blog on our blog, um, and Chanel has written a really incredible blog all about design and how that can help sales and marketing and, yes. and the importance of it, and so let's just dive in. Yeah, and she's, she's the author of two books. Two bestseller books, at least as far as we know. I don't know oh. in what time, you know, in what level. It's got to be You're bestseller. Right. It was a bestseller probably for like one or two seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it is a bestseller in this building. It is. It, it is, is a bestseller, bestseller in this building it because nobody be. else has it. So this, she's a bestseller in this building. That's right. And one of her books is 25 Things You Should Know Before Becoming a Graphic Designer. And then the new book, which actually got a signed copy of it. I'm having yes, it in my did. hand. Uh, design Insights. So we're going to yes. talk a little bit about that though, and why design and so before we get there, I know you have some questions. Yes. First question for you before we dive into all of the design, marketing, sales, all of the above. Mm-hmm. What is What are two fun facts that you have about yourself? Okay. You can go three if you <laughs> want. Or, yeah, three if you I want. have three. Yeah. Okay. 16 doesn't matter. All right. The first one is just um, design career related, but and I just thought about this, but I used to just do a whole bunch of drawing and painting as a child. And I just love being creative, but I didn't know how to make a living in it. So when I discovered design in high school, um, I just kind of took it and ran with it. And I actually did a program in 12th grade where I went to a high school just for design in 12th grade. And then the second half of the day, I went back to my regular high school. Wow. And so I kind of really got into it like early on. And then from there, like there was no question. Like I just kind of kept going college and beyond. Um, so I got my start in design 
very, very early. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Second thing is that I was second runner-up for Junior Miss Miss Maryland. And I was 12 years old. Miss Maryland um, here Miss in Maryland. No, second runner up. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the best part about the story is that, like, my parents really wanted me to do this. I really hated the whole process. <laughs> I tried to sabotage myself throughout the whole competition. Still ended up being a runner up. And I still somehow ended up being second runner up, which either means I'm just really talented or else really sucked. I don't know. But... Oh, you had, like, two people in it. Yeah, and, uh... no, it was only two people. It was, like, maybe 20. Maybe oh, 20, man, 30. That is respect. But it was um, a good experience for me at that age. I learned how to sell sponsorships and how to perform in front of people and do all this crazy stuff. I didn't want to make it that far, so luckily <laughs> I didn't win. Um, but I did make second runner-up. That is beautiful. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. And the third fun fact is my crazy <laughs> double jointedness of my hands. Um, I never so, heard about that before, by the way, until you shared that yeah. with me. So my mom one day just told me to do stuff, and because she can do it too, and I was able to do it. So now I'm going to perform my double jointed hands. <laughs> yeah. If you're on a podcast listening to it, you're probably not going to see it, and don't, but you can imagine you it. Can imagine. Yeah, but we're recording it too, so okay. people who can watch it on LinkedIn may be able to see. All it. All right. So straight finger, double jointed finger, oh double double jointed Ooh. finger. I can do all the fingers, and I can also do insane. the thumbs. She's and now. I can pull it back. That's ah! what I can do. Wow. That's the one that gets me. Yeah, she yeah. literally is pulling a thumb backwards behind, thumb. backwards behind all. And the I don't fingers. know how I can monetize this. <laughs> yeah, it's just something that I can just do. That's so. exactly. Traveling designer slash on the road slash contortionist. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, so let's 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 get into what you wrote about on the Flip Muffle blog. Uh, mm-hmm. This is about three good reasons why sales and marketing need design. Yes. And when I heard about this, and as you were talking about it, I'm like, sales and marketing doesn't need design, right? You know, what are you talking about? Or at least mm-hmm. salespeople are going to say, we don't need design. Marketing, of course, but sales is going to say, like, we don't need design. Like, what does design got to do? So yeah. what are your three reasons? And, mm-hmm. and we'll just jump into one at a time. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, I think design is just such an important uh, aspect of just the world that we encounter every day, but we may not realize it. As we're sitting at this table, we've got... These branded waters, we've got these books in front of us, we've got the yeah. brand brand Starbucks, all of these things around us. GE, and what is this? GE, yeah. You got the Energy. yeah, the GE refrigerator. So um everything um has design and design affects everything. And I just mm. define design as problem solving, visual mm. problem solving. And design so, as visual problem solving. Yeah, it's just solving a problem visually. Wow. And Good. I just believe that in terms of sales and marketing, like design plays a really heavy role because it's not just about making something look pretty or making something look good. That's obviously the surface part of it, yeah. but it just goes further into that. And the first reason um, that I mentioned is design is a business strategy. Um, design is something that can really position your voice in the market. It can help you have a visual brand that will resonate with millions of people. Think about the biggest brands in the world, McDonald's, Arches, the Android logo, the Apple yeah. logo. Yeah. You can see all those marks by themselves without the words and know exactly what that right. company for. You know, you know what Nike, that is. Right. Yeah. Um, and you have a certain feeling that resonates with you when you see those things. Automatically, yeah, there's emotion right. that comes yeah. with it. But that's all strategic, though. It's not like they just made up something and then all of a sudden they're they're successful. <laughs> Obviously, the design and the brand, along with the marketing of it and the sales, all come together to create yeah. that that feeling that people get and that that brand trust that they get from knowing that. And every time I see that visual symbol, it means this or that. 
Gaitlin, you may not know this, but Chanel actually designed the flip funnel. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't know? I mean, I would assume. <laughs> well, you do everything. But she wasn't working here. When so it was yeah. literally Nikki had me uh, recorded on a whiteboard, right? Yes, I and I think that I was day. drunk at that mm-hmm. time. So, and, so and, and she was like laughing, so she was like Funny shaking, and we somehow you know drew it on a whiteboard, and then she sent that video file to to Chanel at night. At night, and I didn't know what you guys were talking about yeah. at first. And you said, "I guess this is a funnel." Uh, here you go. Right, and um, it just. Yeah, go ahead. It's yeah, just, and was... then yeah, and then uh, you know, I think it was literally the first representation of the flip funnel that even I saw, and I was like, "That is it. This mm-hmm. is it. We like this is what we're talking about." Yeah. So, uh, it, the the whole flip my funnel, and people think and look at that funnel, and it's everywhere now. It's in our building, and it's in all over the place. Yeah. The book, all that. Uh, but it was you who actually brought it to life. So when you say um, that design is a business strategy, I don't know what else is a much bigger example of that because yeah. if you wouldn't have brought that to life, you know, we wouldn't have probably seen some of the things that, that we are seeing and talking about that. Yeah. This whole flip my phone yeah. show wouldn't exist if you didn't <laughs> oh do that. It would exist, it just wouldn't have a logo on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's true. It would have been just words on a page. That's you true. Know, without yeah. design, it's just words on a page or words in an email or whatever it is. That's true. And and even me in that process of designing it, I actually understood more and understood better like what the flip my funnel philosophy was as yeah. I was visualizing. I'm like, oh okay, now I understand what saying was talking about on the on the whiteboard. <laughs> as I'm thinking through it and creating that. So, yeah. That's crazy. All right. So the first one design is a business strategy. What's the second one? So the second one is brand consistency, which is pretty apparent, but just think about a company who doesn't have a solid design strategy, doesn't have their brand figured out. You know, you may put one thing in the market this week and the next week it looks completely different. And it's hard for customers or people in the market to know, is this the same company? Like, why does it feel different now than it felt before? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that your brand can't grow and evolve into different things, but whatever the messages that you're trying to put out about your company, it should be reflected through the visual design. And so even in that, um, with sales, like, I mean, salespeople are amazing, they're awesome, and they can do a lot of things on their own, but I think that when they have something visual to back them that helps them explain what they're trying to explain visually, when it's consistent, when it looks professional, I think that just adds another layer of trust that that prospect may be like, okay, this is a serious company, they look look like they've got it. They look legit. They look legit, (laughs) so let me give them a try, so... Yeah. It's just just important to have brand consistency because um, you're just letting people know that this is our message that we're pushing out. We're consistent about it. And, you know, you can you can rely to when you see this mark and this visual that that's our company. Yeah. Awesome. How do you come up with a brand? How, I mean, what does brand consistency wow. even mean? Brand design. Yeah. Brand design. I yeah. mean, how do you how do you evoke? I mean, the Nike swoosh classic mm-hmm. or the McDonald's arches classic. But how do you what is the process of, of coming up with those images that help people understand what the company is and what they do and help evoke right. that emotion and, you know, that knowledge that, oh, that is that brand and et cetera. Yeah, that's that's a deep question. I mean... <laughs> oh, I mean podcast is going to be about that question. Let's just pause there. And Let's do that, that question. Um, I mean, I think the first thing is, like, what are you trying to accomplish? Like, what is the business goal? Like, what is the problem you're trying to solve? Because you can make something look really pretty, but if it doesn't relay the message that you're trying to put out there, it doesn't mean anything. So the first thing in establishing a great brand is understanding your own identity and the problem you're trying to solve. And then 
how can what I create resonate with people? Like, yeah. how do the colors, how does the, the layout or the visualization of the symbol, does the symbol mean more than what it just looks like literally? Does it mean something else? Does mm-hmm. it mean something in a different language? Does it... Yeah. Does it morph into some type of symbol or visual that if you turn it upside down, it's like a bird, something, some cool like thing that you can see that you might not notice up front? Like, what are all the things that go into making a visual powerful? And it's just like, first, you just have to know what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder almost like, I don't, have you ever heard about how Apple came up with the Apple, that logo? I feel like, I feel like I've read that, but I, I can't really recall what it is right I, I, now. I cannot but... either. I was just wondering, <laughs> really? maybe, maybe you made it. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, if I, I was a letdown. It's such a letdown. I have no idea. Apple came up with the Apple logo. I mean, but I mean, the word is Apple. It yeah. is Apple, so I'm sure... There's some type of alignment there. So number one, design is like a business strategy. Number two, think about brand consistency. And number three, what's that? Number three um, is trust and credibility. So it really carries into the first two points. But it's like when you look legit, when you are consistent with your brand, when you are solving problems with design, you're giving people information, when you are giving them something that stimulates their mind and is visually exciting and, and cool, like... That makes me want to trust you. It's You can have a really great business, and you might go to their website, and the links are broken, and it looks crazy, and you're like, oh, this business is crazy. Yeah. But they might really be know what they're talking about, but because visually they haven't represented themselves in a way that is effective, you yeah. may just disregard them. Yeah. And and on the flip side, you know, you could have a really great design yeah. and really great marketing, but then when you get to the actual business, you're the like, oh. sucks. Yeah, the product sucks or the people really don't know what they're talking about. So it can go both ways, but um, I think it's always good to establish that trust and credibility. It's almost like if you have a job interview and you're wearing a really nice suit or something like that or a really nice uh, ironed out outfit, and you go in, like, even though the interviewer doesn't necessarily know anything about you yet, they might trust that you may be yeah. a little bit better than someone who comes in with like holes in their jeans and yeah. they're like raggedy and yeah. looking crazy. You're like, oh, who is this person? Yeah, like, that could be a very rich person because yeah. only then you can pull that off. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, but for the most part, when people see something that's visually pleasing to the eye, they tend yeah. to trust it more, even if they don't know Wait. beyond the surface what's going on. They yeah. just kind of feel more comfortable with something that looks good right yeah especially if it's the first impression that you see of their product right if you go to a website and you know if i go to a website and i don't see good design my first thought is oh this product isn't very good yeah but you know they don't Mm -hmm. have they don't have what they need to get together together exactly and you know you mentioned about like these are the reasons the three good reasons why sales and marketing need design design is a business strategy brand consistency and now trust and credibility if you think about this whole age-old debate around sales and marketing not aligned and all that stuff well try selling a product that doesn't even have a website Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. you know it's hard right so marketing and design has a place so for every salesperson what you're talking about is super important that they may not be able to raise the prices of their product because their appearance of the product or the website or the brand is not like leveled up we all know that you know you could probably buy the same pair of jeans or same type of product but based on the brand that they are with the cost of that particular product is going to be higher the brand actually has a higher value that can give you a higher value than a even if the material the raw material is the same absolutely i mean brand has meaning behind it like 
like you said, like Nike swoosh, like you're going to yeah. pay, uh, you might pay a hundred dollars for a pair of shoes because yeah. you trust that brand. Yeah. They're consistent in the market. It's a business strategy versus, I don't know, Psyche, some crazy shoe that just came out and yeah. it's like, you know, Psyche. Yeah. Psyche. yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it's a sideways S. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, a new brand in the yeah, making. Maybe it's, I have, hopefully there's no Psyche brand out there. Though. You heard it here first, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But if you see that shoe, you know, you're not going to pay a hundred dollars because number one, you don't know what this is. Yeah. Maybe the the logo looks weird to you. You know, you've never heard of this. It's it's just yeah. it's just that brand trust that you create from just creating a great a great visual that brings it all together. Yeah, I remember like Tim Kopp saying, uh, "Brand drives demand," and that has been yeah. one thing that he talked about in from an exact target perspective and all. And people don't recognize how valuable the brand is mm-hmm. until it's not there. Exactly. Uh, until yeah. until that point, when the brand is there, you can start talking about all the other things you want. But if the brand doesn't exist, we all know that the market really doesn't help you or doesn't favor you. So it's pretty awesome. I agree. And I, I think that every company should try to take the time when they get to the point where they can budget it to get a good designer on their team. Because there's a lot of ways that you can get by for the meantime. But if you really want to take your business to that next level or your personal brand or whatever it is to the next level, like you have to be able to visually pull people in and solve problems visually in order to keep that consistency of, you know, being able to sell and being able to have something visually back up what you're saying and be able to market. Like, you want to market things that look good, not yep. things that look inconsistent and crazy. And you want to be able to know that you're having someone that's got your back that's trying to make your company look the best it can in front of the market and internally so that you can continue that trust within your business and, you know, throughout the world. So, yeah. that's awesome. it's, you, know, you got to do that. Awesome. You have already, you have done it in a big way. Well, thank for- you. Flip my follow terminus and all that stuff, so it's pretty awesome. Well, I hope I can continue to keep doing that, yeah. and I continue to drink my my coffees um, <laughs> yeah. and oh, my thing. sugar intake so yeah. that I can keep going. Yeah, there's a thing where if you want to get anything done by Chanel last hour, we just give her like a Starbucks gift card. And yeah, say, hey, you just can go buy coffee and just you know keep doing you it. You can bribe me with Sorry. the gift cards. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chanel, for being on our hashtag one hero day of the podcast. Where can can people find you? Well, first, I want to say that you can find my books, 25 Things You Should Know About Becoming a Graphic Designer. You can find them on Amazon or makeawesomedesign.com. You can also find Design Insight um, on Amazon as well. And you can find me... Where can you find me? I would say find me on LinkedIn okay. because let's keep it professional. Yeah. I'm not really good at Twitter, so we're going <laughs> to make professional. Um, keep it on LinkedIn. Let's keep it on LinkedIn, and that's Chanel very Wheeler. easy. Chanel Wheeler. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Chanel. One here. You're here. Thank you. Flip My Funnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world. Join the movement at flipmyfunnel.com. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.